Welcome back to Breaking the Huddle. I'm your host, Eric McNeil, and today we have a very special guest. Uh, we have Super Bowl champion tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs, Matt Bushman. A little bit about Matt. He has overcome injury and adversity to continue on in his journey uh, as a professional athlete. Matt has found a passion for real estate and entrepreneurship while giving back to the younger generation through his nonprofit organization, the Matt Bushman Foundation. Matt, thank you so much for being on, man. It's, it's great to see you. Yeah, great to be here. I'm excited to, uh, to chat a little bit. Good, man. Good. Well, first things first, you chatted a little bit about uh, your foundation. Can we start with that? Tell me a little bit about what you've got going on, what this means to you, and yeah, let's just chat about it. Yeah. I uh, So when I was in college, probably my freshman year, I started learning about J.J. Watt's foundation, and mm -hmm. I thought it was super cool. I saw this big he he started in college he had his mom kind of go through all the legal work for it and yeah he just wanted to give back he felt like he was super blessed and i really resonated with that so after learning more about his foundation i later found a way to have my brother-in-law and my mother-in-law all help out and start this matt bushman foundation it's basically we just pro provide sports opportunities to youth so it's super generic super generic kind of basic, but it's uh, it's been awesome being able to give back to the community in here in Utah, in Las Vegas. We're planning in Kansas City. There's there's cool things that we're doing. Yeah, and I saw that you actually have like a camp coming up that, that you're a part of. Is that right? Yep. So we're, we're organizing all that. We got a camp. We got about roughly like 70 kids signed up right now. So it's going to be awesome to have not only myself, but some other former BYU players and current NFL players kind of volunteering their time to help me out and be there with the kids. Yeah. Dang. That's so awesome, man. So you said JJ kind of like inspired that, right? Is, mm -hmm. is this something that you see a lot of like in the locker room? Like, is this talked about a lot about how to give back to communities? Like what's that like, I guess, like in the locker room talks about how to be a part of the community? Yeah. I mean, each team, they kind of have their own like, philanthropy group where they're they're looking for ways to give back to the community so they might have like the chiefs have their own their own foundation so when those players when you have your day off during the week they might come over to you and say hey can you stop by this school can you go to the, the food bank all different service opportunities so you kind of learn that way and then there's players like myself that that have done camps that have there's all sorts of things. So yeah, we, we kind of go back and forth and figure out learning from their experiences, how we can, how we can do the same thing. And maybe in the future, kind of tag team and do something big for, for the community. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, I'm here in Utah as well. And, and your name is just so highly regarded here, right? Just amongst like, uh, you know, the parents of high school athletes, um, a lot of just entrepreneurs in the area, like, you're very highly regarded. So we're, we're excited to have you, man. Uh, thanks for sharing that about uh, your foundation. So now one thing I want to talk about is you had to overcome a lot in the last year, right? Can you talk to me a little bit about um, overcoming the injuries, the adversity, bouncing around, like what it took mentally, not just physically to get through that, but like mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like what take us through that path of like having to overcome all that to get to where you got to. Yeah. 
I'll take it back even a little bit further than last year because last year's injury sucked, but it kind of felt like a breeze compared to what happened my senior year of college. And yeah, so my senior year of college, um, this was like the Zach Wilson 2020 season where everyone balled out and and did awesome. Um, I was considered that starting tight end. The offense was focused where I was going to be getting the ball a lot. And then the week before our first game, still like the last practice of training camp, uh, I was just running a seam route. So looked up for the ball and my Achilles just exploded on me. So I uh, was had all these plans of getting drafted high in the NFL, having just great this great year. And then everything just kind of fell before me where I was kind of felt kind of like a nobody with a torn Achilles. Um, my wife was giving birth a couple, like a week after that, after my surgery. So it just went from all these high hopes to really humbling myself and, and figuring out other things. And, you know, that was, that was a challenge just going through it. I just learned how to take the, the little victories kind of day by day things. Cause in Achilles, it's like, okay, you can't walk for a certain amount of time. Then you have to relearn how to walk, relearn how to jog, jump, all those weird things that seem so, so easy in your normal life. It was, uh, I was doing all that to prepare for my pro days where you're supposed to be the best of the best in your best shape. And yeah, so I rehabbed and got right for that. was able to perform a little bit at the pro day, but things didn't necessarily go as planned where I went undrafted, kind of had to battle my way through, through my rookie year with the, with the Raiders and I feel, I feel great with my Achilles now I was doing, I feel like I was establishing myself, but then I got released by the Raiders. That kind of sucked. Um, hard on the family, hard knowing if you, you belong in the NFL, what's going to happen of it. Um, so there were a lot of, a lot of days where I didn't know what was going to, what was going to go on, but like a, a week or two after I had gotten released by them, the chiefs came calling and they signed me. And yeah, finished out that season. And I was just super pumped to have a, a clean slate, a new, a new opportunity with who I thought in 2021 was the greatest, greatest team in football. We lost in the AFC championship. Mm-hmm. So we were right on the cusp of, of making it to the Super Bowl. And then, yeah, went through the whole offseason training this past year. Um, was doing good, kind of establishing myself with this team. And just learning from Travis Kelsey, learning from Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, all those guys are incredible. And the last preseason game, I had my best NFL NFL performance, I guess. I was able to score two touchdowns, and that next catch was in the third quarter. I just caught a pretty routine catch and got tackled, and just my collarbone gave out on me, so... I broke it kind of funny. It was called like a, a butterfly, a butterfly separation or something like that, where it just kind of breaks and then chips off. And yeah, that, it didn't feel great, but <laughs> sounds painful. yeah, it was a little painful, but I felt like, man, this is all going great for me. Um, I've been able to battle back from this Achilles, um, doing well in the chiefs. I'm scoring touchdowns. I'm showing that I can play and yeah, then it just all kind of all kind of 
went to a complete stop with that broken collarbone. So I kind of knew it was going to happen. It's right that next week of that last preseason game, they start finalizing the roster, see who's going to get released, who's going to stay. And I was like, okay, I'll either stay on an injured reserve or you rehab at the facility. But there's only a, uh, a select number of guys that can be on injured reserve. So I was like, they probably won't keep me because they'll save that for some of the starters that will potentially get injured. So I was like, all right, I'll probably get an injury settlement. And they initially put me on IR. And then after, I guess, some more decisions, they gave me an injury settlement where that's where they pay you to, for the amount of weeks that you're injured for, you, you go rehab at home. And once you're healthy, you can get re-signed back to the Chiefs or to any other team. And yeah, I was fortunate to, to come back to Utah, figure everything out, get strong again, and then got re-signed right, uh, right a little bit before, it was like week 16. Yeah. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Finessed my way into a ring. Yeah, and so, yeah, exactly, right? And so... He left out the best parts. Like we went through all of this stuff and the turmoil, and I got signed. Well, then what happened, right? Yeah. A couple weeks later, we get a we get a link up together. We meet each other down in Arizona. That was super fun, man. Um, yeah, and then and so walk us through that. So there's a lot of people listening. Even there's a lot of football players who just never had the chance to go play in the Super Bowl, make it through like that playoff run. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people like college ball that are listening or like high school that. They want to know kind of what that environment's like. Like a lot of people understand what locker room is and what it's like being with the guys. What changes from like regular regular season to postseason, and then what changes from like postseason to like Super Bowl? Man? Yeah. Like, what was the difference? Because you mentioned right, twenty twenty one, you lost in the AFC Championship. What was the difference of like going into that week versus going into like Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, you see like. In the regular season, sometimes people are like, man, the NFL, they're not trying as hard. Like, that's not true. Like, you're going at it, and yeah. you're playing your hardest. But once the playoffs start, it's just another jump of, okay, this is like, this is one and done. So, the the level of play is just more intense. Your people are flying around just a little bit faster because they're willing to to put their life on the line for for that next opportunity, that next week. Not only is it a another week of pay, but it's also a chance to win a Super Bowl. So, yeah, just the competitiveness just ramps up, and you can feel it, and you kind of have to simmer down a little bit during the week before those games. So, yeah, it just kept ramping up after win after win. And then that week going into the Super Bowl, it's like, okay, we have a bye week, and then another that week before practice. So the coaches were like, all right, we just need to keep our emotions steady, we can't get too high too soon because if that happens, you're not gonna you're not gonna perform your best in the most important game. Right. So, the coaches and the the veterans did a really good job of just reminding everyone like, hey, we got to stay steady. Let's uh let's not peak too soon, and we didn't do that. I mean, we we came out slow that first half, but man, when we turned it around and Mahomes had the ball and. We were we were firing at all cylinders. It was it was incredible to be a part of that and to 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 be a champion. It's awesome. Yeah, I was going to say because he he hurt his ankle that week before, or I guess the game before. Mm-hmm. And then when he tweaked right before halftime, I was like, 
I'm sitting in the stands. I was like, as a football fan, I'm like, no, like this is going to like affect the game so much. I'm like, Eagles are going to run away with it. Yeah. But dude, what was, what was the sideline even like, and like just the atmosphere and the energy on the first, like they motion them in, they run that bubble and run it right back and they go get the touchdown. Like that, that first one, I think it was Pacheco. I can't remember who did it the first mm-hmm. one. But that first one that went in, that changed everything. And then you have the Tony return, and then you guys did it again. So, like, what was that like? Because the reason why I asked the question is, is like, capturing momentum, like, in life, in business, and in sports. So, what was that momentum shift like, and how much did it mean to you guys as a team? Like, what was it like down on the field? Yeah, I mean, well, first... Mahomes is just a, an incredible athlete and player. So even when he got hurt the first time, he was like, I'm not going out for long. Like, I need to finish this game. Um, yeah. And that was when Chad Henney came in in the playoff game, helped him help the team score, and then Pat jumps right in. So when he went out in the Super Bowl, everyone was a little nervous for a second, but just knowing the, the type of player he is and that he can f- play through pain, we were like, all right, he's he's not going to sit out of this one. Like, he's going to... He's going to finish this game. So pretty incredible to see. And then, yeah, just those momentum shifts are huge, especially in football, where the first half, we didn't really have that momentum. The Eagles were had the possession a lot of the game, a lot of that half. And it was like, man, we're not getting many opportunities to, to do what the Chiefs offense does. So when we had that first little, that little jet motion, and then he f- flies back out into the flat and we score, um, I think it was like, all right, we got this. Like, and then when Tony, like you said, had that punt return, we, uh, our special teams, we hadn't had a play like that in a long time in kickoff return or punt return. So our special teams coach was like, man, we are due for a big play. Like we got to get this. No one has ever scored a punt, refer- a punt return for a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And he's like, we're due. What's going to happen? And we wow. were like five yards away from, um, uh, from Tony so scoring, close, but dude. still having that special teams play and just set up our offense was, it's huge. In that momentum shift, it just deflates the defense. The The defense is on the five yards. I'm like, man, we're, they're, they're back still. Yeah. You're giving up points. Yeah. They yeah. don't break. You're giving three yeah. or seven. Yeah. So it was just huge knowing that our offense is so powerful and can and can score in so many different ways. It was like, all right, this is just giving us so many different opportunities and um, finally a chance for us to be um, what's the right word? Just, I guess in control, it didn't feel like we were totally in control. And then finally the chiefs took control and, and yeah, it was just awesome. I was going to say the first touchdown, everyone like woke up and then the Tony punt return. That was like, I was looking at it. I was like, dude, I think I don't want to say it too early. I think that won the game. Because everything yeah. changed. And especially in Arizona, dude, the roof was open. It was cold. Like, the the wind came in. Is nighttime. There were tons of Philly fans. Rihanna just tore it up, dude. Like, everything the changed. Philly fans. The second half was, like, bro, yeah. it was a new and game. the Philly fans were, seemed like they were super loud the whole game, where it was like, they might have had a, a little bit more of more fans there. So, it was like, yeah. So, their, their first half, it was just all, all Philly going crazy. And then, yeah, when when the Chiefs fans started getting that energy back, it was, you knew. Bro, when the Chiefs fans start hitting the chance, like, good luck, yeah, right? Just a whole, 
I love it, man. Cool. Well, thanks so much for sharing that, that piece of like your startup story for that. Um, a few things, obviously like this podcast is a business podcast, right? I talk to my athlete friends and clients. Um, but more than anything, like it's very relatable because we talk a lot of business. You mentioned to me that you're really into real estate and entrepreneurship. How did like, what struck that chord to like get you into that world? And again, like back to locker room talk, is this something that's talked about a lot? Like is, is off the field conversations about investing business startups, like post career stuff. Like, is it a taboo conversation or is it pretty popular? Like I would love to hear a little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up for me, I wasn't necessarily, I didn't know about any of this stuff. Like I was just a, a kid playing sports, didn't really know if I was going to make it to college playing. I knew I was a good athlete and things just kept kind of leveling up little and little. Um, so business wise, I don't think that I was very business minded. Like I figured out how to do this nonprofit, but that was with help of a lot of others and just kind of it falling into place in some ways. Same thing with business. Um, Casey Baugh is one. He's a good mentor. He was neighbors with my in-laws for a few years. Um, he recently moved, but I I got invited to a little, I guess it was just a chance for Casey to talk to some of us football players. So we, we met at one of his offices and he was just talking about the importance of honestly just reading books. And he talked about how when he was doing summer sales, um, he was making good money, but at one point he he was told that he needed to read some books. So he he decided to spend, it was like a, I don't know the exact number, but it was a pretty crazy amount of money on either like hardbound books or, or audio books. And he just went and went crazy and started reading like crazy and taking all of this information. And it just, he said it just made this crazy mindset shift in his life. And now he's crushing it. And he has been for a long time, but he said, okay, I have a library in my, in my office. You guys come to my house, grab a book, read it, write a little report on it and, and just keep doing this and just, it'll make, it'll be a trend. So I started doing that. The first book that he gave me was rich dad, poor dad. And I feel like every podcast that I've listened to about business, People always just say how that, that, that book was so great. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of yeah. started that little shift in my mindset. Like, okay, you can achieve things that are greater than average or you don't have to work this nine to five job. And that's what I always kind of expected after however long football was going to last. I was like, okay, what? I'm going to have to go back to school, get a master's or do something to provide for my family. And I just realized, okay, there's so many other ways through what Robert Kiyosaki was saying. So I'd say that book was the first mindset shift. And then the compounding effect was the next one. And that just shows how, how important habits are. But at the same time, just if you do these little, little habits in a positive manner, they can just compound and get bigger and bigger and into something great before in a not a super long time. You just have to be consistent with it. So that was, those were two big things that made me realize. And I was in college at that time, like a successful college football. Oh, yeah. So this yeah, was in man. like, as a successful college football player, 
I didn't really know. I was still kind of coasting, not knowing what I wanted to do. And these books just really Mm -hmm. helped me and I continued to study and then learn more and listen to podcasts. And it just kind of lit a fire under inside of me about, about real estate at first and also about entrepreneurship. And I'm just still figuring it out, trying to, trying to make the best of it. Yeah. Well, you're in a great position, especially with like your foundation. It's one of the, having like a nonprofit is one of the simplest ways to start to learn entrepreneurship. Cause like you're not in it to make money. You're in it to like mm-hmm. make impact. And so you learn core values and fundamentals of business uh, by managing that. Right. And so for you to run it, like you can probably have a hiccup here and there, but it's not going to be as impactful because you don't have like a bottom line. Like it's not affecting you or a paying customer. Yeah. You're actually out to help people. Right. So that's, I applaud you for putting that together, man. Um, <clears throat> so I want to touch on this. Is actually one of the questions I was going to ask anyways. You mentioned Casey Ball. You talked about Pat, Travis Kelsey, and Eddie Reed. How important is it to have a mentor on your team? So when I talk about breaking the huddle, like it's about getting the work, right? But more than anything, it's like your brothers that you break the huddle with. And so if you're breaking the huddle and you have a team, on, like you have a team together, how important is that captain or how important is having – a mentor or a coach like these people that you just mentioned. It's super important. I mean, the Chiefs have one of the best head coaches in in history and Andy Reid and he's he's at the helm. Like he's he's leading us, he's establishing the culture and every year one of his big things is just to talk about the four keys to success. And those are um eliminate distractions, create energy, fear nothing and attack everything. And it's just four pretty basic things, but through his coaching experiences, he's probably had some distractions pop up in his seasons and it kind of derails the season or causes hiccups or there's sometimes those energy vampires on a team where they're more selfish, causing issues. You can't have that. So these four keys to success really help the other leaders, I guess. So you have Pat Mahomes, you have Travis Kelsey. They're the best in the in the game at what they do right now. And what they've learned from from Coach Reed about how to have these four keys to success or four keys to victory. Um, I feel like they instilled that in the way that they go about their business. And it's just been awesome to to continue to learn from them. I mean, having Travis in in the meeting room every day is pretty incredible like now it's now it's normal because I'm also a player and I'm in that meeting room but at first you're like man this is this is crazy he's arguably the best tight end and just the way he's been able to learn and his mindset of of football and reading defenses and just different techniques that I had never even thought of before I got to Kansas city was super cool. And I'm, I just try to take those little, little coaching points that he gives me when he sees the the other guy's film or when he's, when, when our tight ends coach asks like, Hey, what, why'd you do this here? That was completely different than what we had drawn up for you. He's like, Oh, it's because I saw cover four and these, the, the Sam linebacker did this instead of this. And, He's just able to, he's like a quarterback at, at the tight end position. Um, 
Well, he really is. Well, dude, they showed um, – it was the uh, – I think it was the Bills game where it, this was – Tyreek mm-hmm. was still on the team. It was, the, it was that playoff game. And everyone's like, there's no way Pat Mahomes is going to go to length of the field right. in 11 seconds. And Travis Kelsey, like I, I remember watching afterwards when he was mic'd up, and he was like, hey, soft coverage, linebackers drop in, Tyreek, run a, like, run mm-hmm. a seam, I'll come under you. It's like, dude, a tight end is, is calling the shots – but him and Pat are right. on the same team, right? Like, Pat's calling the play. Travis is like, no, I got something else in mind. Pat, like, yo, yo, like, right. keep an eye out, right? And so, again, that kind of chemistry, how vital is it to have that kind of trust in a teammate? One of the biggest games is on the line, and you're calling your yeah. own audible. <laughs> like, what kind of confidence does Travis have to have to make that call? And what kind of confidence would you have to have as a quarterback to have it in your teammate? And again, relating this to real life and in business, the confidence to call your own play and the confidence to trust a teammate to call. Yeah, it's it's got to be huge. I mean, the thing is, he does that throughout the season. Maybe not to that extent where it's like the most important play at that time, but there's times throughout the throughout the year in practice, coaches are like, "Travis, you're supposed to run a ten yard in. Why do you run?" a post corner like why did you do this he's like oh well it's because i saw this and this and this and the coach is like all right good enough like but if any of us yeah. like the backup tight ends do that we'll probably get released so you just kind of have to know you have to know your own yeah you have to earn it you have to know there can only be so many of those guys on on the team if everyone's doing their own thing it'll just look like backyard football so so let me ask you this then matt super quick as to kind of like interrupt that um at some point in time, someone like Travis had, like you were talking about earning it, he had to go take that mm-hmm. risk once. How important is that to have the confidence in yourself? You just said like any other guy would have probably got cut. At what point in time, like when is it appropriate to take those risks, whether it's on the football field or in life? Like when when do you start to establish that self-confidence to like, this is what you're supposed to do, but for some reason, my gut is telling me to do this. How important is it to listen to that voice and when do you think it's appropriate? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure um, in Travis's nine or 10 year career, um, I'm sure early on he wasn't necessarily like that. And I'm sure later on in training camp or in practices, he started to test it a little bit. And then once he showed that he could do it yeah. in practice or or in training camp, then the coaches are like, oh, wow, he actually can do this. He's He's got it. So... I could be wrong. Maybe he just does it on a whim and he's just insane. But that's what I assume. And for myself also, I think you just have to earn it in practice, earn it in in camp or whatever. Show that the coaches show the coaches that you know or show in the real in the business like in the business world, maybe show your partner or whoever that you're that you're qualified to do this. And then you kinda that preparation through practice and different things that eventually allows you to take that next step into into taking a bigger chance yeah i love that man so it sounds just like stacking small wins like if you want to take a big risk it's not always just jump out and take it it's like earn it like show it to yourself that you can do it on a small scale take small risks until like and just kind of graduate up if if i remember right so um you just shared uh, your 
journey of like overcoming the adversity and the injuries, getting to the Super Bowl. I want to hear what that was like off the field. What was the adversity and the challenges coming off the field? How can that relate to like an entrepreneur listening to this podcast? Um, and would love to kind of hear what that, how that weighed on like you and your wife and your family. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're okay, again, that personal, um, just share a little bit of like off the field, what that meant and like how you can p- find parallels in that journey on the field, how you can find those parallels in life. In yeah. Business. I mean, I mean, technically with an injury settlement that I received after I broke my collarbone, you're getting released or, or I guess maybe not cut, but yeah, in a way you're getting, you're getting fired. And I knew that since I had performed well in that game that I'd gotten injured on, that that was going to give me an opportunity, whether it was with the chiefs or with another team, I knew I was going to get some opportunity, at least another workout to, to try out, to show that I can still play, but leaving the facility, coming, coming to Utah from Kansas city, right at the beginning of the actual football season was tough and to sit for, it ended up being 15 weeks um, with this injury recovery and rehab and everything. It was like, man, are the chiefs going to call back? Is another team going to call back? Do I need to prepare for next season? Am I even going to come back for the rest of the season because the injury took so long and I'd always go back to like, yeah, I performed well. So I'm going to, I think I'll still get a shot. But when you're, when you're not in your best, when you take a a loss or something, you're always in your head, like, man, what's going to happen or what am I going to do? So yeah, I would, I was, I would struggle like, man, am I going to, am I going to be playing football? What's going to happen? Cause I'm, I'm not necessarily an established uh, NFL starter or anything like that yet. So that was, it was challenging at times, but I, I took those little wins with the rehab and eventually just taking what my agent was telling me. Um, and as it got closer to getting officially cleared to come back, um, I did a tryout with the Browns. I felt good doing that. That kind of showed like, okay, I'm back. Like, they didn't necessarily sign me right away, but I'm glad they didn't because two days later the Chiefs called and I was able to win a Super Bowl with them. So, um, yeah, just a lot of times, whether you're spiritual or not, you just have to trust within yourself. And I was trusting Heavenly Father and His plan for me um, that maybe it wasn't ideal with what was going on, but I knew I was still going to, things were going to work out for me. I love that, man. That's really big. I think um, <clears throat> as a businessman, there's been times where I feel like I've been like kicked in the mouth and like, it's a tough pill to swallow. There's stuff that's just not going your way. And if you don't have that internal confidence or peace of mind or, or faith, right. Of like something greater in your purpose, it's a dark road, right? Like that's, it's an impossible journey to take ourselves. So Again, like talking about the importance of a team, um, like, is this something that, uh, that, uh, like how, how was your wife taking this, right? Like, I know you're home and it's kind of a little bit different, you know, you're, you guys are used mm-hmm. to you playing, right? It's so now you're home, you're rehabbing, like, and again, it, not to get too personal, just understanding like the dynamic, cause there's a lot of guys who go through this, right? They get injured and they, 
and they want to be able to hear how somebody was able to overcome it, right? Because mm-hmm. families struggle with this. Just like if I were to get laid off at work, you know, like I did really good. I got a resume that I can go turn yeah. in, but like, who knows? So like, is, is this something that like weighed heavy on you guys? Or is this something how you mentioned, right? You have faith and, and you kind of believe, you know, like you have a plan and through God and whatnot. Like what was kind of going through your guys' minds and like in your household to kind of go through this? Yeah, together? my wife has been super supportive throughout my up and downs of my NFL career. Like she, I'm super grateful for how she's handled it. Um, with our daughter moving back and forth multiple times a year. And I would say I got a, with the injury settlement since it was 12 weeks and I played well, like we, we got paid a decent chunk of money and we were able to, to support ourselves. So it was weird. Like it was almost like, okay, I'm not going to be playing in the season. So I'm just going to take advantage of this time to, be with my daughter, which I usually wouldn't have in this in this world because the NFL is pretty demanding and you're not home a ton until later in the day. So it was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna have fun with this. We're in Utah. We have a house here. We're gonna enjoy it with our with our daughter and and yeah, just make the most of it. I think if I didn't get that injury settlement and we were <laughs> tight for money, then it would be way more stressful. But just knowing that my wife was supportive and maybe with some, some families or, or marriages, their wife would have said, Hey, you've been injured twice in two years. You got to call it quits. But she was always, when I was in my own head or, or considering other things, she would just remind me like, Hey, you're a good player. And like, you proved you can play. So that would just give me the, the little added confidence to keep going and, and get right so that I could join back at the end of the year. That's awesome. Man. That's big. Cause now it sounds like, you know, your, your partner in life is almost like a little bit of a fan. She's like, look, don't forget right. you're good, bro. Like <laughs> you can do it. And you know what you're about. That's awesome, man. Thank, thanks so much for being vulnerable and sharing that. Um, now I just have kind of like the last two questions to kind of wind down. This has been a, an amazing interview, man. Thank you. Um, what do what do your teammates talk about when it comes to investments? Cause obviously the second you guys are going to like pro day combine, you're getting drafted. Everyone mm-hmm. comes out of the woodworks. You have all the agents and financial advisors wanting to hire you. You have all your friends pitching you the latest and greatest MLM. Like how do you sort through these opportunities and what do you guys talk about? Like in the locker room when it comes to like, making introductions or like things like that. Like how do you go about it? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is as you're as you're getting onto a team, everything's new for a little bit. So you you realize who you who you kind of mesh with, who your guys are. A lot of times that's guys in your position group or guys in uh, similar situations as you on the on the team. Um, so yeah, you just kind of you realize who your friends are, who who has similar interests as you. And as that goes on, I would just kind of ask people about real estate or about different things like, and you see who's interested and wants to talk to you more about it and who, who's not really about it. And yeah, I was able to have some cool, cool conversations with guys, um, guys that are making way more money than me. And like, having having an apartment complex or other dudes that are in similar spots as me where 
Um, our salary is not crazy, but we're finding ways to, to make things happen and get some passive income on the side. And it's just fun to see that there are like-minded individuals because you realize, okay, you want to play football as long as you can, but at some point you're either not going to get re-signed or you're going to get injured and you got to have something to, to lean back on. And some guys are fortunate enough to get millions and millions and millions where they're like, okay, I'm just going to have my financial guy invest that for me or let his, let his friends kind of hook me up with different things. But for other guys, you have to really like, it's stressful knowing how much money for a guy like me early in my career, how much I can, how much I can shovel out to people to hope that this investment works out. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, cool learning about your teammates what their interests are and some dudes want to do stuff that you're interested in and there's up they other guys are like i don't care at all about it and just want the cars and the fashion and other stuff you're like man that kind of stinks to they need to be taught a little bit more about this and have they they want to enjoy the money yeah learn a little bit about delayed gratification instead of just instant gratification. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's times sure. where guys that don't understand it will, will ask you a question about it and you, you hope that they listen, but yeah, I'm still learning about, about it at the same time. So I try to ask questions from, mm-hmm. from all the different players. For sure. That's awesome, man. Um, cool. And now my last question for you and you, you can frame it how you want. I just want to know what advice you have for listeners. We have professional athletes, college athletes, youth, and entrepreneurs all listening. So if you had a little bit of advice, you can pick which one of those verticals you want to talk to. What's a little piece of advice you can listen or you can leave for people listening? Yeah, something that I've I've been learning and trying to work on myself is just the importance of, of thinking bigger, um, whether that's goal setting, being super good at goal setting, or... Um, there are just so many successful people that we can learn from nowadays. And if you find a passion or a hobby that you're, you're interested in, you can learn in so many different manners, whether it's YouTube or books or other things, uh, take some time to learn, learn from these people and then add little bits and pieces into your life and, and think and dream bigger. Cause sometimes I'm like, yeah, my younger self would be, freaking out knowing that I'm in the NFL or knowing that I was just part of a Super Bowl team. But then there's other parts of me right now where I'm like, I'm not even close to where I want to be. Like I need to, I need to be way better. So yeah, just always, always, no matter where, what spot you're in, just dream big, think big, don't settle, um, work through the little injuries or, um, obstacles that you have in your life. And if you're, if you're a believer, or whatever you do, just have faith and know that things will work out for you if you're making the right decisions or um, just being a good person. And just remember to give back at the same time. Love it. Matt, seriously, thank you so much, man. Uh, I, I learned a ton today chatting with you. Um, so for everybody who's listening, what's the best way uh, to connect with you and to stay up with your journey. Are you active like on any social medias? Or is there something yeah, you I'd want say to just shout out? Instagram, uh, Matt Bushman. 
super basic. That's where, uh, that's what I'm on the most. And yeah, just hit me up on there. Okay. Okay. Alrighty guys. Well, thank you so much again. This is Eric McNeil of breaking the huddle. Uh, we appreciate Matt father, husband, great friend, philanthropist, Super Bowl champion.